call is now being recorded. Welcome to the V to V podcast with Shorts and Aurelius, episode number 13. Dun, 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 13. Hey there. Hey now. So, uh, I guess there's no housekeeping. Housekeeping? Consuela. We don't really do that. Like recaps of the previous show. No. No, because that would that would be a that would provide provide continuity. Yeah, we we don't like that. We're 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 anti continuity. <clears throat> True. Speaking, but speaking of a regular feature, dun 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 Charlie dun update. Charlie Sheen update. Winning, winning, Charlie Sheen. All right, so what do we got this time? Um, going on. All right. So there are actually three separate updates. Holy moly! Yeah, we took a took a little time off from looking into uh, Charlie, and stuff happened. Hmm. So the first. First update involves Australia. Uh, as you may recall, he's been booked for an Australian speaking tour this fall to talk about his life, I guess. To talk about winning? I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be a lot of winning and um, the like. But Charlie's confused. <laughs> oh dear. He's confused about Australian football. And he's begging hmm. for locals to explain the game as he prepares to tour down under. Hmm. <clears throat> so this is the first time he's ever spoken in Australia. Um, but there are some cultural differences that he needs to grapple with when he re- arrives and he just doesn't understand Australian football right so he's begging people to explain it to him he's very confused um, huh. I, I don't really know much about Australian football myself do you? I know it's incredibly confusing. I've watched it a few times and I don't know what the fuck is going on. But they really like it down there. And it's their sport. No one else plays it. So, you know, it's exclusive to there. Right. He wants it explained in person. And I can't do that. Yeah. And you can't do that. Um, no. Do we know anybody who understands Australian rules football? Yeah, um, listen. Look, listen. Okay, so, so look, look, listen, shh, Charlie, he's my friend, look, listen, so, the first rule is you, you get the ball, and you, you get a shrimp on the barbie, and then, then you get some feelers, and you go down to Nimbin, and you smoke a doobie, or a billy. And that's the way you play Australian football. Give me some milk. 
Thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike Jamone popped in to uh, yeah. add his, add his uh, analysis of Australian English football. If we have any, I know we do have Australian listeners. I'm aware of that. Um, so perhaps this could be clarified in the comment section or anybody mm. who understands. We can pass along this information to to Charlie if we get some good uh, responses. We Absolutely. I mean, we have the access to Sheen. We do or have not, the access to Sheen. Or, or not, not Sheen. Sheen. <laughs> Either way. <laughs> uh, not so Sheen. We know it's not Sheen. From all, yeah. all records indicate that it's not Sheen. It's not Sheen. I don't think so. Okay, so what else we got? <clears throat> okay, so part two of the Charlie Sheen update is that he, well, as we know from previous updates, he had been attempting to sell his house in Beverly Hills for... Oh, yeah. Nine million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars. Winning. Now this this account says it's ten million, but we know that's not true. Yeah. So what he did is he slashed eight hundred k off the price of his seven-bed Beverly Hills home, complete mm. with two swimming pools. I didn't realize that two pools. Yeah. Five months after putting it on the market. So he's been trying to sell his house for a while. And mm. no no dice. Why would you need two poles? Why would anyone need two pools? What like like I mean I get it if you like have a guest house that has its own like separate area that's like a fucking regular house, you know, next yeah. to your mansion for your guests right. so that they don't swim in your pool. But why exactly would you need two pools? That's a good question. I mean, the house is it's seven bedroom, seven bathroom. Mm. And, I mean, I think one pool would accommodate um, seven to ten people. I mean, what, you got like three people in each pool? I mean, well, maybe maybe you need a pool for fucking and doing, like, dirty stuff in and making gross. And, like, the floating yes. condom or the dead floating hookers in there. You know, like, True. the bodies. True. But, and then you have your other one for your wife and your kids. You know, keep them clean. Well, you could use both, but it would take some time to clean the dead hookers out. That's a lot of muriatic acid to have to put into the pool. Yeah. Um, yeah. to make sure it's once again pristine mm. so maybe they just take turns uh, hookers and Charlie in the pool oh hooker died go to the other pool now and then two weeks later you go back to the original pool and just kind of so you always have a clean pool yeah yeah it's important to have a clean pool. pool yeah right yeah Oh, and we still have the uh, that wonderful artist rendering of, of the home. Yeah. Yeah. But I only see one never... pool here. Right. Makes me wonder so what the other pool is. 
Yeah, but you wouldn't want your dead hooker pool next to your other pool, you know. It, it wouldn't, That's true. You know, that wouldn't, it wouldn't be kosher, you know. That's, no, cross-contamination is a serious thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, so, so he's, he's trying to sell his house still. Uh, and apparently he's still trying to rent it as well for $43,000 a month. Mm. Ooh, there's a there's a picture of the front of the house this time. That's lovely. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, and, and interiors too. Oh, I I know what's going up on the channel. All of the house. Oh, yes. Oh man. Everybody's gonna see your house, Charlie. Okay, so maybe we can also not just help him with football, Australian football, but. We can kind of serve as um, brokers too. Yeah, absolutely. To get the word out about his house, like I think that would be a good service that we could provide, uh, I mean, free of charge. By the way, we are in we are in the business of helping, not shame. You know, and it's important. Right, right. Very, very important. So, part three of the Charlie Sheen update. Um, involves a story oh. that was way back. Yeah. Well, I don't, unless unless Jamon has something to say about the house before we move on. No, I want this next story. I think I can relate. I think you probably can, Jamon. So, the next yeah. story involves um, Charlie in Italy in the nineties, and he mm. tells a story. Regarding yeah. him being in a makeup chair, yeah, getting getting a wardrobe fitting for the Three Musketeers, one of one of Charlie Sheen's classics, mm. and he uh, woke up surprised because he was in an apartment about 200 miles away from the city. This is important, Jamon, with no jewelry. Yeah. No wallet. Yeah. No ID. Ooh. With nothing. He woke up with nothing. And he still doesn't know what happened. Yes. So, what do you think happened? It's natural. He missed seven hours. Yeah. You understand that? I mean, that doesn't seem normal. Sounds fantastic, man! I gotta get you some of that shit. Fuck! Where the fuck is room with that shit? I want some sheen. There was also a woman in the room, but she didn't speak English. Oh, is that a Billie Jean, or is that a you know a Liberian girl? Could be. Could you be. know that you changed my world. Just like in the movies. I love you, Liberia. Naka naka tear, naka tear, naka tear. Twin walk away. Okay. There was a lot of miming to bridge the communication gap. Kind of like what might be going on now with with you, Jamal. It was a doozy. Yeah. Yeah, doozy. doozy. It was a doozy. Doozy, doozy. Oh God. 
in the juicy, in the juicy, 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 juicy. Yeah. I had one of those. We still don't know. We don't know. Yeah. What's he did, he did look, 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 listen, when I was on my European tour and uh, I landed in Crete, I don't remember traveling like for about four or five months and then I woke up and I was on stage in London. But apparently I gave incredible shows all the way along. And that was a doozy. Sounds like a doozy. It's natural. Charlie Sheen update. Charlie Sheen update. Thanks, Thanks Jamon, for uh, clearing yeah. that up. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's a big help. Yeah, he helps you're, out. You're, you're a great a great asset to the show, Jamon. I can't wait to see your uh, documentary. Oh, thank We're you. We're working Jamon. on it. Um, yeah, I can't wait. Um, it's, a, it's a good story. It's worth telling. Yeah, I think he's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he really, uh, he really adds a lot of uh, insight yeah. to uh, to what we're doing here. So, are we going to do some um, Sunday school Bible studies? Yeah, I figured that we should start a new uh, a new segment, kind of the okay. Shorts and Aurelius Bible Study. I don't know mm. if that's what it should be called, but right now it's called the Shorts and Aurelius Bible Study. Okay. You know, after all this, after all this talk of, of not being uh, continuous or having like you know reoccurring themes, we're totally blowing that out of the water today. I mean, we yeah, did but, a, we did the update. Now we're doing yeah. like apparently we're starting another ongoing yeah. segment. Um, we are quite, we are rather hypocritical though, and we say things a lot before we start doing things. But that's you know the nature of the artist because it flows. That's it's true. Bizarre. You know, we got, we know recently we have now four dislikes on our channel. God, that's is, that's a miracle. I think it's really great. Um, we were, we were, we're hanging out with like zero zero dislikes for literally two and a half months, and all of a sudden. Four dislikes. Yes, it's perfect. It's winning. It's it's everything I've ever wanted. <laughs> it's everything I've ever wanted. Mm. So, yeah, I figured we'd start at the beginning of, okay. of the Bible, which would be uh, mm. the book of uh, Genesis. Okay. You know, just, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. And I think I think we have time to do Genesis and Exodus today. Okay. So, just a few items of interest I found in my um, Bible adventure. Yeah. And there are there are really many many interesting passages uh, along with a bunch of boring genealogy which we'll skip. So. Aww. Yeah. So, um, genealogy got me hooked, man. That genealogy, it's, it's really interesting. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, well, to, to kind of start off, in an apparent endorsement of astrology, God places the sun, moon, and the stars in the firmament so that they can be used for, quote, 
signs. This, of course, is exactly what astrologers do. They read the signs in the zodiac in an effort to predict what will happen on Earth. Genesis right. chapter 1, verse 14. So right off the bat, like <clears throat> we're getting into some uh, pretty heavy business with, uh, with God putting stars in the sky to pro- help provide signs for people. So who says that astrology isn't biblical? Right. Right? And right. I don't mean, I don't know if there's any commentary <laughs> that needs to be said on that, but uh, going on. Yeah. God curses the serpent. From now on, the serpent will crawl on his belly and eat dust. And But one wonders, how did the serpent get around before? Hmm. Um... By hopping on his tail, perhaps? Maybe. But snakes don't eat dust, do they? Not that I'm aware of. Genesis chapter 3, verse 14. This is, I mean, we're real biblical scholars now. Yeah. I think that we're, yeah. we're doing this. Like, I think we're, we're qualified. Absolutely. So moving on, there's a, a lovely, lovely verse. Quote: yeah. And Cain knew his wife. Unquote. Okay, that's nice. That's nice. But where the hell did she come from? Yeah, but but he knew her. I mean, it, it's kind of nice to know your wife. Like I'm a fan of that. It's kind of hard to bring the context out of the word new unless you're like going back to the ancient Greek which we're not no Um, I mean the common the common use of the word new just means that you know somebody but if you if you put it in italics you knew you knew her in the quote biblical sense I mean there you go that's a different fashion <laughs> right or and Cain bones his wife like that could mm-hmm. be yeah but but again where did she come from well you know I mean you're talking about genealogy you got Adam so Steve. all these people yeah right, right 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 that's not any of those people and she didn't come from any of those people Steve was he was a minor character anyway. I just like how, but, how it sort of begins, but without the actual beginning. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost like you... It's like Star Wars. You know, you start off with Luke, and then you sort of learn everything about the past, but, but you don't with the Bible. It's like Star Wars if you only knew about Luke, and then that was the end. Right, that wouldn't make a very compelling story. No. Um, God was angry because the earth was filled with violence. Mm-hmm. So we killed every, so we killed every living thing to make the world less violent. Genesis yeah. chapter six, verse eleven to thirteen. Uh, eye for an eye, so, you know. So that that relates to the story of the flood and Noah. Yeah. 
but that makes sense, right? I mean, hey, hey, Earth. Hey, this is God here. You're so violent. You're so. Uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna kill everything uh, to make the world less violent. Yeah, capiche? You know, like hey, hey, stop <laughs> being violent, or I'll give you something to cry about. To be violent or naked. Genesis chapter nine. Verse twenty to twenty-one. We don't want to. That's really like private. So yeah, we'd we'd rather not uh, dive into too much of Noah the drunken naked. Although that yeah. did happen. This was after the flood. You know when everything was cool. He's just like, fuck it. Make it drunk and take my clothes out. So we get to um, we're just clipping along here. We get to Sodom and Gomorrah at this point, and um, there are two angels that visit Lot, and they they wash their feet, eat, and are sexually irresistible to the Sodomites. Yeah, Genesis chapter nineteen, verse one to five, and then right after that, Lot offers his daughters to a crowd of angel rapers saying hey hey angel rapers don't don't rape two angels instead rape my daughters and what happened was the angel rapers were like no we want the angel Genesis chapter 19 verse 8 so, as we move on, we find out that Lot, he lied about his daughters being virgins in chapter 19, verse 8. But, but it was a just and righteous lie intended to make his daughters more attractive to the sex-crazed mob. So it's cool. Were his they daughters were not virgins? Because, no, were they, were they not they virgins? Because... Yeah, but were they not virgins because he fucked them? Like, I feel like there's a lot of weird shit going on here. That's and there aren't a lot of people. And and so, weird shit's happening. Shit's getting weird in here. Definitely. I mean, when, you know, when two angels show up in town, and yeah. you invite them in, and, they, you know, you wash their feet, and they give them something to eat, and all of a sudden there's a crowd of mad angel rapers at the door. That's weird. Is it weirder yeah. to say, is it weirder than to lie and say, hey, I got two virgin daughters? Not really. Like, here, take them. And then the mob says, oh, you know what? No. They're not virgins. We just tried them out. They didn't bleed. Okay, we want the angels. Give us the angels. We want right. that angel tang. That angel tang, because it's pure. We need them to be virgins if we're going to mob them. This sounds really weird to me. It is really weird. And a lot of people might think this is really like um, profane or even blasphemous or like, horrible. But yeah. this, what we're reading here, we're kind of looking at these elements of, of the Bible are what 
you know, all of these so-called Judeo-Christian values are apparently based on. So, so I think we're in the clear. I think we're in the clear I think on so. this one. Um, Genesis chapter 22, verse 16. God swears to himself. Jamon, you want to... Can you explain that? Yeah, um... Fuck! Fuck! Oh, Thank you. fuck! Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, perhaps that's all that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, Thank you, Jamon. Yeah, very, very, very well done. So, we move, we're moving on to... Uh, to Jacob. And... Jacob is tricked by Laban father of Rachel and Leah, his, his daughters. Yeah. Right. Jacob asks for Rachel so that he can go in unto her. That's a great phrase. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Jacob asks for Rachel so he can go in unto her. This Rachel. sounds like I could, t- I could okay. I could still now, type this into stuff. Pornhub and get a great result. Right, it indicates like uh, which hole, so to speak, right. that he wanted to go in, in unto her into. Mm-hmm. But Laban gives him Leah instead, and Jacob mm-hmm. went in unto her Leah by mistake. The so feminism in all of this is really killing me, man. It's just killing me. We need to we need to get some men in here. Right. Well, I think they're coming. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> not, well, not yet. What? Are they coming well. up into her, though? Are they coming up into her? That's the most important part. No, never mind. Sorry. Go, go ahead. Well, no, no. You're, you're asking important questions. So, Jacob was fooled until morning. Mm. Apparently, apparently, he didn't know who he was going in unto. Wow. That's but had finally, that happen before. Yeah. You know, those those nights that we don't talk yeah. about. Yeah. College experimentation. <laughs> I blame, I blame, I blame theater class. <laughs> I blame, I blame too. <laughs> so this is, this is exciting. So finally... Yeah. Everybody worked things out, and Jacob got to go on into Rachel, too. Oh, good. I'm glad. So it's all good. All right. Melrose plays. That was um, taken directly from Genesis chapter 29, mm. verses 21 through 30. So I want, these references are important because people, they might yeah. say, oh, my shorts and Aurelius, you're full of shit. Like, yeah. get, get out of here. Shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> we're not going to take it. But now people can go and look for themselves. But yes. So again, we're not. I think we're we're okay. not altering anything. We are keeping things the way they were, sticking to the words. I mean, we're just you know providing some commentary on, on in from a modern perspective. Um, yes. Because you have to put things into context, and we live in the modern world. And, this is a, a very ancient, tr- 
true story, by the way. Yeah, and I just want to say that when they went up into each other, um, yes. or when he went up into those two girls, um, yes. they they hadn't ever washed themselves because they didn't have toilet paper back then, and they didn't have baths and soaps. So I just want to explain to you the absolute heinousness that went on here. And that, you know, as biblical as you wanted to get, things were really bad back then for humans. That's true. That's absolutely true. Us folks who have smelt clean pussy, we don't know the terrors of this. No, no. Not not by a long shot. Even even the uh, even the grimiest uh, you know bum on the street has no idea. Yes. So Jacob's story continues. So mm. Jacob wrestles. He wrestles with God and wins. Mm. And and then God. Wait, changes. hold on. Jacob's. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He wrestles with God and wins. Okay, hold on. Ding, ding, ding. And now, coming to the Tankertron, Hulk Hogan versus Jacob. Oh, and Jacob's got him in the Boston Crab. And now it's the half Nelson. And one, two, three. Jacob won. Ding, 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 okay. ding, ding. So, yeah, he wins. Uh, and so, you and then, I don't know. Champion. Because, because he mm -hmm. wins? Or just as an aside, or, or God changes, changes Jacob's name to Israel to, sig to signify that he wrestled with God and prevailed. I see. Genesis, Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 to 30. So it's Israel. <laughs> they were fighting for the Israel championship belt, and uh, Jacob won. Cool. Gotcha. But all isn't fair in, in love and war and name changes because shortly after that, like immediately, God gets, uh, well, he's a sore loser, let's just say. So unable to beat Jacob in a fair fight, God dislocates Jacob's leg. <laughs> Genesis 32, <laughs> chapter 25. So... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just seeing like this is the wrestling thing and like these these promos that they do and like okay so so Jacob's now doing like a promo standing with mean Gene who's all sweaty and he's you know interviewing him and go here yeah. so you beat Hulk Hogan huh and you beat him you beat the god of wrestling huh yeah that's right mean Gene and then in from behind comes God with a chair to dislocate Jacob's leg yes Exactly. Now the match has to begin. Ding, ding, ding. Right. And, but then moving on, now, see, this is in sequence. So Jacob okay. wrestles with God and wins. God changes his name. And because... Well, so he, he changed his name because he won. You're like, good job. You're, you have a yeah. new name, Israel. Yeah. But then right after that, he gets pissed and dislocates his leg. Yeah. And then, and then, God begs Jacob to let him go. But Jacob says, not unless you bless me. So God blessed Jacob, and Jacob let God go. Genesis 32, Lovely. 
verses 20 to 29. Why is God what? such a fucking pussy? It really doesn't make this a lot of sense. Like, this he makes wins, no sense. He, he gets the title. Then God, how does God, God how does, time. how does God the architect, like, lose, lose? I mean, this is like Hulk Hogan showing up to WrestleMania, picking up Andre the Giant, and Andre falling on him and pinning him. And that's the end of, of, of the whole legacy of Hulk Hogan. He breaks his back and fucking falls and gets pinned. Right, and then he's uh, getting pinned, while he's getting pinned, he's like, no, let me go. And he's, oh no, I'm not letting you go until you tell me I'm the greatest. So, I mean, you're the greatest, in, you're the greatest. <laughs> okay, in you're theory, right. you though, yes. in theory, anyone who faces down with God could just bring up Jacob. They, well, you right. know, Jacob. Yeah, like he won yeah. with a apparently with a dislocated leg. It's it's incredible. It's, it's really beyond incredible. amazing. Wow. So, wow. Wow. All right, and then one more, um, one more Genesis uh, chapter. So the the quote is. Um, he walked, this is, we're talking about um, Judah. Now, Judah, yeah. he does something. He washes his garments in wine. His mm. eyes shall be red with wine. That's the, that's the biblical quote. So my mm. question is, is, did Judah really wash his clothes in wine? And were his eyes bloodshot from drinking too much? Or is this the prophecy of Jesus? I didn't know Jesus had a drinking problem. Why would you I wash your the... clothes in wine? Y- yeah, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Anyway. I mean, if you're that drunk, I... you might. Like, oh, I'm drunk, I'm going to wash my clothes yeah. in wine. Genesis Just chapter like 49, him. verse 11 to 12. Yeah. That's a weird, that's a weird book. Weird book. And that's pretty much all of it. We skipped yep. the, a lot of the genealogy stuff, but um, I don't really want to, want to keep going on to the book of Exodus. I, I'm having a good time with it. Um, I'm good, but if, if you want to, we can. Oh, this is Just the best. because... Okay, let's do that. Like, this is way, it's way better. Like, Okay, cool. So, I like WrestleMania so too. <laughs> So Exodus is when the Israelites escaped the Egyptian cap- captivity. Yeah. Where they, where they hit the desert, right? I mean, come on. They're, mm-hmm. they're getting the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. So, so as we as we began, we we learned that the Israelite population went from seventy or seventy-five people to several million in a few hundred years. Uh. That's um, and those, that comes from a series of chapters, chapter one, verses five and seven, chapter twelve, verse thirty-seven, and chapter thirty-eight, verse twenty-six. They make reference to such a very low population of Israelites. I mean, I didn't realize that there were that few, but then just in a few decades, there are you know a million, several million. So they got, they found something that got them really fucking horny. 
And they got up, up right. onto each other. They got up onto each other. Yeah. And they went in up in, into each other too. That, that, they got that's up. Right. Well, they got up, up on. onto each other, and then they went up into each other. I think that's the wow. sequence. No. And, and they know each other. They know each other. <clears throat> and they knew each other very well. So maybe it has something to do with God, who disguised himself as a burning bush, he had a long, hard, yeah. hard talk with Moses. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, chapter 3, verse 4, and chapter 4, verse 17. Mm-hmm. And who hasn't had a talk with a burning bush? Right. I'd like to talk with uh, Lindsay Lohan's burning bush. <laughs> do you think do you think Lucille Ball had a burning bush? I would imagine. So yeah. I don't I try not to imagine Lucille Ball her bush in any Yeah. So. No. Um apparently she had a lovely garden. So, as, as we... Lossie, let me talk to your burning bush, Lossie. I got some explaining to do to it. I got some explaining to do to your bush. Yeah. Oh. So, so as we move on, God decides to kill Moses because his son had not yet been circumcised. Luckily for Moses, his Egyptian wife, Zipporah, took a sharp stone and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he, God, let him go. This is really painful. Dick Hurdy. It is, but I think this story shows the importance of penis to God and his hatred of foreskin is really kind of mm. what the point of it is. God finds penis is very important, but get that get that extra skin out of here or or I'm gonna kill you. Kill you. Okay, well as someone with this extra skin, I can tell you it has feelings. And it you know, somewhere in that desert there's this skin just lying there with feelings. Waiting. Waiting to reconnect. There's no reconnection. There could be. It could be. Uh, that's Exodus chapter 4, verses 26, 24 to 26. Yeah. Um, so as, as we as we go through Exodus, we, uh, we hear um, God say that Abraham didn't know that his name was Jehovah. Hey, hey, God's like, hey, Abraham, you don't even know... You don't even know that my name is Jehovah. Yet, back in Genesis, chapter 22, verse 14, Abraham places the name, excuse me, Abraham names the place where he nearly kills Isaac after God's name, Jehovah. Uh Uh-huh. So, wait a minute. Is Is God lying to Abraham now? Like... It's like, no, look, look, back in the last book, I named the place 
after you, God. Exodus chapter 6, verse 3. That makes me a, a little upset that God would just pretend like, oh, you don't even know what my name is. Or he's like, look, this whole place is named after you. Mm. That's bad. That makes me a little upset. Yeah, well, you know, I named my kid, you know, I named my kid Paris. And, you know, I named her Paris because, you know, this is the place, you know, and then, you know, my, my son's name's Blanket. Jamal! Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. I'm glad I cleared up for you. <laughs> All right, Jamal and everybody. Well, God tells Moses and Aaron that when Pharaoh asks for a miracle, just throw your rod down and it will become a serpent. So when the hmm. time comes, it's like, all right, ready? Moses throws down his rod and it becomes a serpent. But the, Egypt, the Egyptian magicians, they duplicate this trick. Luckily for Aaron, his snake swallows their snake. Exodus chapter 7, verse 9 through 13. <laughs> After the serpent trick, God tells Moses and Aaron to smite the river and turn it to blood. This is the first of the uh, famous ten plagues of Egypt. Unfortunately, the magicians know this trick too, and they do so with their enchantments. Like, they can turn it, and they can do the blood trick too. So... Just how the river could be turned into blood by the Egyptian sorcerers after it had been turned to blood by Moses and Aaron is not explained. Like, dude, the river's already blood. Like, oh, we made a blood too. We No, that's our blood now. I'm losing my focus, but okay, it's bloody. Maybe it's, it's from bloody. all the dick pain. Maybe people shouldn't cut off their dick-feeling skin with a rock. It could be a bunch of foreskins floating around in the river, and they did. That's that probably exactly what happened. And they're like, I mean, if they're expecting to keep their race kind of, or their their sort of like religion, or their culture like breeding, they shouldn't fuck with their dicks, man. Their dicks should remain right. whole, I, particularly I, I, with I, rocks. Right, yeah. I'm just a sharp stone, like ah, brutal. So the second plague. These are all very famous and exciting. The second, like okay. the frogs, right? Frogs mm. covered the land. They were all, they were all over the beds, and, and they filled the ovens even. But the Egyptian magicians, can, they did this trick too. And now there's there's a question, kind of like the blood. Did they wait until the frogs cleared out from the last performance before doing it again? Uh, but I don't know. After the frog making contest was declared a draw. All the frogs died, and they gathered them together upon heaps and heaps, and the land stank. I bet. But yeah. at least it was all for the greater glory of God. Dead frogs. Of course. All for the glory of God. So, this is, a, this is quite a slog. So, Plague 3 is, is life. 
all the all the cattle die. God kills the cattle again after they've already been killed. Locusts, yeah. darkness, um, Passover, smear the blood on the door. Uh, God divided the sea with a blast of his nostrils. I guess that's the parting of the Red Sea. He just like like snorted at the at the water. <laughs> um, by, by the way, that's. Uh, Exodus chapter 15 verse 8 God divided the sea with a blast of his nostrils of his nostrils the flare from his nostrils there was a booger there too and that crashed a hole uh, it took the Israelites 40 years to travel from Egypt to Canaan but that trip even at that time would have taken no more than 10 days um God stands on a rock and tells Moses to hit the rock. Then water comes mm. out for the people to drink. That's pretty yeah. clever. He probably was peeing on the rock, and they all got thirsty and came around to drink his pee. Right. Uh, God has feet. We know we we learned that God has feet. Uh, okay. Exodus chapter twenty-four, verse ten. Uh, wash up or die. A good verse to use when reminding the kitties to wash their hands before supper. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not cleaning your gun. Yeah. Um, yeah, booping, wash up or die. I'm gonna fucking kill you if my, if my room ain't fucking clean. If you are not clean, if these dishes, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Wash up or die, bitch. Mr. Yashin, please don't say me, Mr. What the? What is this fucking toy doing on the floor? Me to reaction, please. Me to reaction. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. wash up or die. And, and yeah. lastly, that I, sounds like gotta, a great name for a band. Wash, wash up, up or die. With their new hit album, Nostril Flare. Yeah, I kind of lost interest a bit, but that was good. But. Yeah. I guess the last uh, the last chapter and verse of Exodus that I even care to to mention is that Moses goes without food or water for 40 days and 40 nights Exodus mm. chapter 34 verse 28 he must have been really really fucked up at that point I mean I don't know Marty did it Marty did it sure. for 91 days that's true and well no water you know yeah, well, he he cut water halfway through, I think. Yeah. Wow. Fucking nuts, dude. He did like he did thirty days at least without water, Marty. I think. I'm pretty certain. A lot. Or or he got <laughs> or like maybe maybe fifteen. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, still, that's a uh, that's quite a feat. Um, yes. I'm sure he had God on his side as well. Of course, and a nostril flare, and yeah, all that, yeah. And and bloody foreskins at my, at my feet. Yes. So, yeah, that's the Bible right there. That is really, actually, the first two annotated books of the Bible that uh, a lot of people nice. love and believe. And um, oh. it makes me wonder if... It, makes, it just makes me wonder if people... 
reading this because it occurs to me that they're not. <laughs> like, no. They're not. They don't. Maybe we've taught some people something. Perhaps not. Probably not. But um, we did. We did, did give the chapter and verse so people can go check it out for themselves and not take our insane word for it. <clears throat> so, uh, speaking of insane, yeah, it was a clear black night, a clear white it- moon. <laughs> Warren G was on the streets trying to consume right some skirts for the eve so can I get some so right we're talking about the classic Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dog, and yeah. uh, it's one of those there's a there's a concept with with the lyrics, especially, and the, the idea is that don't don't read them, like don't yeah. ever do that, because you'll you'll ruin your favorite song for yourself. Right. <clears throat> right. So, but I, I think that'll be fun to like, because we're all about analysis. It seems like this this uh, episode we're checking out Charlie Sheen, checking out the Bible. Now we're checking out uh, Warren G. Well, um, I mean, also the other thing is, is is that particular rip that they got from Michael McDonald and something else. They used something else. I can't remember, but it's pretty. It, it's a good hook, you know. Oh yeah, I mean, talking about awesome music, you can't go wrong with yeah. uh, Michael McDonald. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, what if I just talk like this all the time? You know, what if I came home and said things like this? Oh, my dish is dirty. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. No, right. Like, it makes you, you know, you, I've never heard him speak. So perhaps that is the case. Uh, maybe he just sings everything. <laughs> like, oh, no. He just sings everything. So, so okay, uh, I'm gonna no, go out for the. I'm going to the corner shop. Gotta get you some milk. Gotta get some, some milk for my coffee. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Can drop my car. Yeah. Right. But but he's not. Uh, he's not on this track. But no. Well, he is on the radio version of it. It's not in the original. Yeah, because they they put they put that loop into it on the radio version of it when they would play it oh, on. They have the when they would. Yeah, yeah, but they would own. Okay, forget the world anymore. Anyway, uh, so. This <laughs> <laughs> is way better than it, the they, Bible. Oh, it's so much better. Why did we do the Bible? The Bible was so boring. Oh my god. Anyway, because, uh, because you need a little, you need a little salt with your sugar. That's why. Yeah, but th- there's no Michael McDonald in the Bible. This is like the greatest thing ever. Hey, Michael McDonald should, should play God in a, in the in the new reboot of the Bible. 
Yeah, Jacob, you beat me, but now I'm going to. I'm going to dislocate your leg. Yeah. Now I'm going to bless you. You let me go. Yeah. I want to get back to, let's get back to what's going on with Lauren. Okay, sorry. No, it's fine. Yeah, sorry. Because that was important because that is actually a reference because, right, the music is, is that song. Yeah. So, like, all right. So what's going on? Warren G is like rolling in his ride, chilling all alone. Sounds pretty relaxing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just hit the east but, side of the LBC. But the thing is, is that Warren G does fuck up, right? Because Warren G goes out and he starts to gamble with these guys who aren't really cool, right? Right, and because there's two parallel stories going on. There's yeah, right. Uh, Warren's driving around. Yeah. Nate Dog, he's trying to find Warren G because yeah, he just saw a car full of girls, and they know what's up. With, they know what's up with two on three. Like the girls. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah so they know. He's like, you don't have to. You like, don't have to say shit. Even yeah. So he's like Warren G. Like, where are you? Because cell phones weren't a thing yet. Yeah. So he's driving around trying to find him, and Warren driving around. I don't know what the fuck he's driving. He's just driving, I think. Um, yeah. So, foolishly, he hooks a left on 2-1 and Lewis. Like, why would anyone do that? I, I don't know. So, and he sees some brother shooting dice, so he says, let's do this. Jumps out of his car and says, what's up? Yeah. And immediately, like, hey, man, throwing dice. And some brothers pulled some gats, so I said, I'm stuck. Like, like right away, like no defense at all. Yeah, yeah. This bitch can't cool. fight. He's just kind of like just standing there with these guys, and he shouldn't have been there anyway. Clearly, I mean, this is a bad part of town. There's some bad right, things so going on. Of course, two one and Lewis. Come on. Mm-hmm. The LBC. There's absolutely no reason to to make that bluff. Yeah. So then you switch back. We switch, switch back to Nate Dog, and he's just like gliding and swerving down the street in his car, and and he sees another car, the the hookers. Yeah, they're looking at they're looking at him so hard, they straight hit the curb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they're not yeah. even they're not even looking where they're going. It's like, oh, <coughs> come on. But luckily, luckily for everybody involved. Except, uh, except the brothers with the gats, they're they're managed to find themselves in the same place. And uh, Nate Dog sees his homie and some suckers all in his mix. So yeah, right. Nate Dog is so damn good looking that a car full of girls overcome with desire to lose control of the vehicle, crashes yeah. into a large pile of garbage, and. Um, I don't know. Is that a bigger and better thing than getting into a fight? Or I'd rather have that happen than have guns pulled on me after gambling someone in the street, you know, or gambling with people in the street that I don't know. I mean, is getting into a gang fight a bigger and better thing than having some good old-fashioned sex with a bunch of hookers? It's it's debatable. Right. So, so Warren, he's getting jacked. He's breaking himself. 
Yeah. And breaking and himself. Now he starts referring referring to himself in the third person. I can't believe they're taking Warren's wealth. They took my rings. They took my Rolex. I looked at the brothers and said, "Damn, what's said, next?" Damn, what's next? So, I just have to say that Warren G doesn't really come off very well in this song. No. So far, he's he's blundered into a large group of unsavory men without any available assistance. And he's breaking himself, which could mean multiple things. Meaning, like, he could be, like, crying and begging. He could be, like, being a bitch on his knees while they're taking all his shit. He could be, like, you know, pissing himself. Like, that could be breaking. You know, we I don't know. I think he may have soiled. I think he may have soiled yeah. himself in fear. And, and all he can do is say, I'm stuck. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 you know, he's just being a, I don't know what... I mean, look, I can't blame him for being in fear because that that would be a really scary situation. Yeah. But he got himself into it by jumping out of the car in the first place, like trying to interrupt some guy's dice game. Like, yeah. what's up? Yeah. Like, oh, really? Here's guns in your face. So, so like, like we... But Nate Dog, Nate Dog's also Nate Dog's also smarter. Like I mean, sorry, jumping ahead. Nate Dog is a bit smarter because he he's gonna think of better things than some horny tricks. You know, right? He right. Well, Nate Dog comes to the rescue immediately. Like yeah, yeah. They just have, luckily they happen to be in the same place because I mean he sees the homie hemmed up and they're all around. And ain't none of them skiing if they're going straight for pound for pound. Yeah. They're not trying to fight. Yeah. They're just going to shoot him. And they want to yeah. come up real quick before they start to clown. So, Nate Dog, he decides that he best pull out his strap and lay them busters down. Yeah. So, Nate Dog to the rescue. And I'm not really sure what the two middle lines mean here. Um, but I'm sure they don't involve Warren G doing anything interesting. No. Because like, he's not really interesting, he's kind of a bitch. But Nate Dog's cool as fuck. Well, they got guns to my head, I think I'm going down, I can't believe this happening in my own town. Like, do something! Oh, wait, here's, hold on. Here's what this, You can't believe, you can't believe on 2-1 in Lewis, <laughs> after you're gambling with some guys, no wait, with some... What, what does Nate Dog refer to them as? Busters? busters. And he also re- yeah. he refers to them as suckers. That's right. Some suckers all in his mix. Okay, so you're telling me that you you can't believe this is happening in your own town, in your hometown. Doesn't he know where he lives? Doesn't he know where he's at? Like, I'd never be caught out there doing that. Fool. Never. Right. So, so, so what does he do? <laughs> He, he basically yeah. gives like a little Shakespearean pre-death soliloquy, mm. right? Like he says, uh, "If like I had wings, wings I would fly." Let me contemplate. Let me contemplate. I glance in the cut and I see my homie Nate. Oh machine, yeah, machine of God, Nate Dog, right? Like what? Yeah. So, luckily for uh, luckily for Warren G, Nate Dog doesn't waste any time whatsoever. 
He's got 16 in the clip and one in the hole already, like ready to yeah. go. And he's ready to make some bodies turn cold. Now they're dropping and yelling. It's a, it's a tad bit late. And I have I take exception with this next line. Nate yeah. Dog and Warren G had to regulate. No, yeah. Nate Dog. Nate Dog had to regulate. I mean, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't notice Warren doing much regulating at all. No. So Nate Dog had to lay them busters down. He let his gas explode. And yeah. This is how cool he is. I mean, truly, this is how. Rest in peace, Nate Dog. By the way. Yeah, man. Immediately after he let his gad explode, he immediately switches his mind back into freak mode. I know. It's like, like it's like without, without any no no trauma. You know, you've just killed some guys and you you've made them drop and yell. You know, and and <laughs> right. basically walked up to them and probably finished them off. Um, you know, because he laid all them busters down. He got all of them down. So that 16 in the clip got all of them. But he's right into freak mode again. If I had a superpower, it would be the ability to switch my mind into freak mode at that moment's notice. Oh, man, it would be so cool, man. Just switch it right on, freak mode. Right, not only that, Not only that, but he's a great friend. Because right after he kills everybody, he explains to his friend Warren G that... If you want skirts, sit back, sit back and, back and serve. I just left a gang of hoes over there on the curb. The ones that probably that crashed into the the garbage. Wait, does your lyrics say a gang of hoes? Yeah. Does mine says a gang of those over there on the curb? Interesting. Well, I just those left hoes. the gang of those. Yeah. But you know, but okay. here's, anyway, here's what it really comes down to: we don't love them hoes. Or the no. for that matter. No. I mean, it's all about freak mode at this point. And now, <laughs> but now, like this, this next line by Warren G is like praising Nate again, like saying he's got all the girl. You know, now Nate got the freaks, and that's a known fact. But I got jacked. But before I got jacked, I was on the same track. I, yeah, I, I was thinking of girls them. before that. Yeah, I don't think so. I think he was thinking of trying to get money and gamble. Well, I'm. In- Right. I'm impressed, though, by the host because mm. they're just over there on the curb, and they yeah. are not phased whatsoever. I mean, it was well, with the fact that a massive, bunch of guys just got shot? Yeah. Massive yeah. killing spree. So they're waiting. So, because, I mean, look, they hit the curb because they, mm. they couldn't take their eyes off of Nate Dog in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, so they're just waiting around so we can ravish them now, and he can bring his friend Warren G too if he wants, I guess. Yes, which so, I think he's going to do because Warren G's kind of like Snoop Dogg's little cousin, and that's kind of way it works. Right, he like, but the idea that he was on the same track, right? Like, mm-hmm. you were going to call your girlfriend that you met at summer camp in Canada, or something, you know, something weird like that. Like he mm-hmm. wasn't. Back up, back up, because it's on. N-A-T-E. N-A-T-E, me, the Warren to the G. Warren to the G. I wonder if in high school, Warren G sat in his class and doodled N-A-T-E and me. 
inside a big heart in his biology notebook. Anyway, getting on. Nate Dog. Well, well, okay, so he saves Warren G. He's like, the hose over there. Yeah. And, and he kind of just, like, I guess reiterates to himself that just like I thought, they were in the same spot. They were in the same spot. Bad, they're bad bitches. Like, they're not going to run away just for, because of some, like, gunplay. Mm-hmm. In need of some desperate help. I mean, their car is disabled, I suppose, from hitting the curb. Yeah. Um, the Nate it's Dog funny here. It's, it's actually yeah, but it's interesting because he's he's actually calling uh, Warren G a child. Well, you know, he behaved like a child, like impulsive. He certainly did. Fuck, I'd leave him. Fuck him. I get the hose. You know. Um, huh. So they get they get in the car and. You know, one of the hosts compliments the dog singing. Oh, and, and, you know, they get in. Wait, well, so one of the girls compliments him, but they all get in. Yeah, they, they don't and, get in uh, yet, no. But now they, but then they, but after they have this exchange between Sexy and Hal and him, that, that's basically, uh, you know, who I like your size and, well, okay, my car's broke down and you seem real nice. Would you let me ride? Yeah. Then they, they got they a got car, a car full, full of girls. girls. And it's going swell. Down. Yep. And the next stop's the East Side Motel, which I'm sure is ridden with bed bugs and full of... But I'm sure the girls are familiar with it, so it's homey. You know? So they can probably get off, too. You know, the, the East Side Motel is, is a ways away. It's actually... Um, Especially right in like in downtown Los Angeles. Like, oh wow! I don't know why? I don't know why they'd be driving all that way. Have you I been mean, to the East Side Motel? I have not been to the East Side Motel. I just looked it up. Oh. Um, actually, there's no such thing. No. No, there's not. Really I wonder yet. if there was in 1994, though. Perhaps. So no. okay, so let's wrap it up. I just want to yeah. summarize kind of what what we're looking at in this like uh, critical analysis of, of regulate yeah by Warren G and Nate Dog. so the final tally of things that each main character did during the course of the song was okay Nate Dog. he drove around he caused girls to lose control of their motor vehicle because of his raw sexuality found his friend yeah. Warren killed several yeah. men seduced yeah. several women into getting into his car and driving to a motel to have sex like that's his story yes yeah. Warren G drove around, got mugged because of his own stupidity, cowered in fear, crapped his pants, stood around and watched Nate Dog save his ass, stood around some more while Nate Dog picked up women, and probably mm-hmm. went home to watch fresh. He probably went home to watch, wash his ass and watch um, the Fresh Prince or something. Yes. Um. And that's the end of the story. It's a wonderful story. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful story. And I think that maybe, um, ultimately, Nate Dogg should have gotten the, uh, the credit. That, uh, yes. Maybe his name should have been first in the song. Yeah. I agree. So that's it. 
That's, that's yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Episode quite, thirteen. Uh, that was quite an adventure. Yes. Episode thirteen, and uh, later on, I'll be doing another another special edition that has nothing to do with what we talked about. They'll be interviewing um, a gentleman by the name of Bill Boyles. He's a basically a children's advocate, I guess you could say. That's I think that's basically. It's a great. It's a I'll great. stay for now, but yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we're going to sit down and have a talk about what's going on in the uh, troubled teen industry and what people can do to help these kids who have found themselves through no fault of their own in some really bad and desperate situations that um, they can't get out of because they don't have quote unquote rights essentially mm. yeah wow way to way to end the show on a, on a happy note there pal hey pal no, it's, but it's important to uh, no, it really is to not just I have am, some fun, but to get some get some real uh, serious knowledge out out there about what's going on in the world, especially yeah. children. And yeah. uh, I figured it was uh, a really good time, considering everything is, that's going on with kids at the border and stuff. I mean, if we care so much about young immigrant children being torn away from their families through no fault of their own kidnapped basically by by the state we should care and know about our kids being torn and ripped away from their families by private entities private. Or who, yeah. who are in in to use a popular word these days collusion with the state and uh, yeah I mean it's one of those things that happening all around us and no one seems to be very aware of it so we're going to get the word out um and on a personal note Marcus because of my path I am very thankful that you're doing this so thank you very much and thank you for being open to doing it it means a lot to me oh of course of course alright well that's it the V2 right. podcast with Shorts and Aurelius episode 13 is in the books. Okay, See you next time. Bye. Bye.